time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for taking the time to join us on another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find Glenn online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, thanks for taking the time out to join us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Very glad to hear that. I am also doing well and looking forward to our conversation today. It's an important one, I think, for anybody who hasn't considered this particular topic in depth. You may have seen the headline when you clicked on today's show. We're going to be talking about some of the easily overlooked expenses when it comes to your financial life and financial planning. Because just because you can't plainly see all the expenses you may incur during the retirement process doesn't mean that they aren't there. So I want to cover a couple of the important areas where you'll want to watch for these easily overlooked expenses. And we can start off with one that's kind of tied to fun and leisure, Glenn, but yet also a source of overspending and maybe not realizing just how much is coming off the ledger from your personal budget. And that's when you get to retirement, people don't realize just how much of an increase they're going to have in leisure activities. Well, that's right, Walter. You know, I mean, I often hear folks talk about, well, you know, once I retire, my expenses are going to go down because I won't be driving to work every day. I won't be eating out as much and different things, you know, that come up in the basic thought about retirement. And I oftentimes will ask the question, well, let's talk about this a little bit because, you know, that we might have to consider some other possibilities and really think about what your life is going to be like. So let's think about now when you're still working, what days of the week are you more apt to spend more money? And folks will think about it for a little bit and they'll go, well, that's going to be on the weekends. And I say, that's exactly right. And so once you retire, what's the difference between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and (laughs) Sunday? Because if you're not going to work, you know, almost every day is a weekend. And so when you have more time on your hands, you're more likely to spend more money. So that's just something that you have to be aware of. It's not necessarily a bad thing. You just have to keep it in your awareness and say, oh, okay, well, you know, I've got to keep that in check because it's very easy to say, oh, well, we'll just go do this. It's not that expensive. And that may be true. And you can kind of do that to some extent. But one thing becomes a second thing, which becomes a third thing. And suddenly new habits begin to develop when you have this vacuum of time that starts to get filled. And so you just have to be aware and cognizant of that fact, because if you're not, you can easily start spending significantly more money. And then suddenly, you know, your income plan and your spending plan kind of go out the window. And now we're in a whole new world and it becomes challenging to fix that if it gets out of hand. That's a really good point, Glenn. And something we all need to be aware of is just the fact that every day becomes the weekend in retirement. And with that comes typically a lot more spending. And it's okay. We just need to realize that and plan for it. That's the big thing to underline in that conversation. Something else that's important, I think, to talk about when it comes to understanding those easily overlooked expenses in retirement would be those tax increases. Now, in the news, Glenn, we've heard nothing but, you know, taxes going down over the last several months and tax cuts and all those kinds of things. But we don't think that's going to last forever, do we? Well, I mean, it's challenging, Walter. I mean, even the way that they've been passed, you know, they're set to sunset and go back to where they were. 
if not higher. And I say if not higher, I mean, obviously nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, but we do know that we have, you know, a debt that is continuing to grow. And now we've eclipsed, you know, $21 trillion of national debt. And we're going to be soon entering into trillion dollar deficits every single year for as long as the eye can see. And so when we start looking at that and thinking about that and we realize the demographic shift of over 10,000 people every single day in our country are turning 65 and, you know, turning on Medicare as well as Social Security. And we have, you know, more and more expenses we got to think in terms of, well, how is the government going to pay this debt and how are we going to get our books back in order? And really, the government only has one way of raising revenue, and that is through the taxation. So we have to be aware of that. And so we have to think in terms of, well, maybe there's some tax planning opportunities to take advantage of. And frankly, even if taxes were to stay the same, we have to think in terms of where are your uh, retirement dollars coming from? And for most people, they're going to be drawing from retirement accounts, Social Security, maybe a pension. But when we start thinking about drawing money from Social Security, Social Security kind of plays a little different role when we start thinking about tax planning because it's a unique item in the tax code where Social Security is not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based on how much other income you have. You know, I've seen lots of situations where folks come in, you know, for a first consultation and maybe they've already started taking their Social Security, but yet they haven't turned 70 and a half yet and they haven't had to start taking those required minimum distributions and they're going along and their Social Security is not taxable. And they're thinking, oh, well, this is great. You know, I'm not going to be paying any taxes in retirement. And then, you know, when we start doing the analysis and say, okay, well, well, your required minimum distributions are likely to be this amount of money. And then we start looking at, you know, with the implications of that. And suddenly that Social Security that wasn't taxable starts becoming taxable because of all that other income that starts flowing onto the tax return through those required minimum distributions. And now not only are they paying taxes on the required minimum distributions, but those required minimum distributions are actually causing the Social Security to potentially get taxed too in a lot of cases. And that's something that most people are not really anticipating or they're not ready for. And so there's a whole other issue and things to think about when we're thinking about taxes in retirement. And that's a topic that we could actually spend probably, you know, an hour or more on. But, you know, I don't want to go too far in the weeds. But needless to say, we have to think about, you know, where taxes are coming into play when you're in retirement and you're taking that income from all the different sources because it's not exactly what it seems necessarily. And, you know, you can oftentimes end up having significantly more taxes if you're not planning ahead. And obviously that's what we're looking to do is we're looking to plan ahead and be ready for those kinds of things and, you know, be proactive rather than reactive. So watch out for leisure activities on the increase in retirement. That's an overlooked expense, as well as those potential tax increases into the future. This one kind of sneaks up on people. Folks may think it's their Glenn, but they don't really account for it, I think, is what we often find. What about inflation as one of these overlooked expenses in retirement? Well, you're right, Walter. I mean, inflation is a real thing. And all you have to do is go to the grocery store and think about what, you know, going to the grocery store 10 years ago. And, you know, you can't buy as much as you used to be able to. And that's something that we've kind of lived with, you know, throughout the years. And it's something that just doesn't stop, you know. And so when we start thinking about that, we need to have increases in income to keep pace and keep the same buying power. But a lot of times, you know, folks aren't really taking that into account. 
you know, Social Security has a small increase, you know, typically, not every year, but, you know, and over time, you know, there's a cost of living element there. But oftentimes that gets consumed by the increase in the Medicare premiums that are there too. So that increase doesn't really, you know, take a step into helping your buying power that much. And, you know, if you have a pension, most pensions are a set amount and they stay the same throughout time. So we just have to start thinking about, well, you know, if we're going to, you know, keep the same standard of living and we're used to, you know, a certain amount of monthly income, well, that monthly income over time is going to need to increase or else we're going to be going backwards, even if we have the exact same dollars, you know, coming in. And most people intellectually understand that. And inflation happens so gradually that it's not as easily seen or paid attention to. But, you know, a few years later, it's like, man, I just don't feel like I'm getting as much out of the dollar. And, and obviously you're not because of inflation. And, you know, it doesn't hit you all at once, but it's just that silent, you know, some of the politicians of yesteryear used to call it a silent tax. And I think that that's probably one of the best ways to describe it because it just kind of creeps up on you. Silent tax, the carbon monoxide of financial planning, inflation. You <laughs> That's watch right. out. Got to watch out for it. All right. Last but not least, we're going to kind of lump in a couple of things into our last example of some of these easily overlooked expenses that I think a lot of people just don't have on the top of their minds. And it's sometimes it's because it's overwhelming to try and track these things down. So we're talking about just your general investment expenses, not limited to, but also certainly including things like variable annuity fees, mutual fund expenses, other investment-related expenses we can kind of lump into this category, I suppose, Glenn? Yeah, Walter. I mean, you know, you always like, you know, always going to look out for those kinds of things. And, you know, almost no matter where you go, there's going to be some fees in that universe. The key question is, number one, you know, do you know what they are? You know, are they easily found? You know, is your advisor sharing with you what they are? Sometimes the answer is yes, if they're a fiduciary, but oftentimes, sometimes they're not really discussed. You know, they're in those prospectuses. You can't really say they're hidden, but they're not easily found in some cases. And fees aren't necessarily all bad, but you want to make sure that you're getting value for what you're paying for those fees. There's very few places that you're going to find where there's no fees at all. And if there is no fees at all, then you're probably not getting any value add or you're not getting anything that's going to you know, help you take care of things. And then it really puts a lot of burden on you to kind of be a do-it-yourselfer. And very few folks are, are really in a place where that's going to be something that they can do, not because they're not smart enough, but just because of their experience and their background. But secondly, once you retire, is that something that you're really going to want to spend lots and lots of time with? And most people are, you know, are going to say, well, no, I don't really want to do that. I want to enjoy my retirement. So you just want to make sure that you understand and what fees you're paying and what are you getting for those fees. Part of that is, you know, kind of looking through things, but then also asking questions and, you know, kind of reviewing things and making sure that you're aware of where they are and how much they are. And, and again, what are you getting in exchange for that? Great points as always, Glenn. And how do you help people kind of walk through these different questions, these different overlooked expenses? And how common are folks really overlooking these particular issues? Is this something you're finding kind of each and every day in the office or are most folks doing a good job accounting for these things? I think it just depends, Walter. I mean, everybody's a little different, but I don't know that everybody is overlooking all of them, but almost everybody is overlooking some of them, right? Maybe it's an overstatement to say that they're overlooking it, Maybe they're aware of them, but they may be not taking any action to make sure that they're doing something to counteract that. One of the big things, you know, I see is, you know, 
on a pretty regular basis is understanding the tax implications of different income streams in retirement. Because, you know, retirement is different in that when you're in your working years, kind of your income plan is you go to work and you get a paycheck. It's pretty straightforward and that's that. But when you move to retirement, it's a different thing. You know, you have multiple streams of income. You might have IRA distributions. You might have a pension. You know, certainly Social Security is going to come into play. You might have other accounts that are going to have different tax treatment. And when you start having different streams of income that are not taxed the same way, or, you know, one of them becomes taxable based on how much the other one is, it gets a little bit more tricky. And that one's a harder one to track and a harder one to take control over. And I find that there's more opportunity there in a lot of cases, you know, to help folks keep money from falling through the cracks. But certainly it's one of those things that we want to address and explore when we sit down with folks and evaluate where they are and where they want to go and hopefully help them become more efficient with the dollars that are flowing into their accounts. And hopefully they can hold on to more of those instead of them just kind of trickling through their fingers and and just getting eaten up by a lot of these things that we've just been talking about. Well, if you'd like to talk to these uh, about these things, to Glenn Wasseller and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting, you can call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or set up a free consultation online by going to greensbororetirement.com. At the bottom of the page, you'll see the button you can click on that says free consultation. And you can set up your time to chat, talk about getting a social security analysis done, a portfolio review, an income plan, All of those kinds of things can be discussed when you come in for your free consultation with Glenn and the team. Just go to greensbororetirement.com to schedule that time to meet, or again, call that number 336-291-3535. Glenn, thanks for joining us on the podcast today and walking us through some of these expenses that often get overlooked by retirees, and we'll look forward to another great podcast with you next week. Thanks, Walter. Take care. Take care as well. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. 